0: we are live hello to all my guys gals and non-binary pals of audio podcast land and welcome to the final episode or at least for season one at least of knights of pain town a city of miss actual play podcast you're in for a special treat tonight as this is our fireside so we're going to discuss everything that has gone down this season Answer some questions that my players might have for me, and just overall give our final thoughts on the season as we wrap up. But of course, before we get to that, we need to take care of some introductions really quick. You are currently listening to the voice of your master of ceremonies, Mikey. You can follow me on the social medias at Pop Culture Geek, or you can also follow us at Vibe Tri Productions. Make sure to give us a follow to stay up to date on everything that we got going on, and stay tuned because we got some exciting news coming very soon. As always, yep, yep. I am joined. I am always joined. B- I am joined by my players, so we're gonna go around, give some introductions, and then we're just going to just jump straight in. So, Echo, go ahead and introduce yourself to the peoples.
1: Hi everyone. I am Echo. I'm I'm now blooded. I'm no longer. The- Because I have survived a year in this place.
0: Oh my goodness. And remind the folks, who did you end up playing for this lovely season?
1: As everyone should know by now, you should. It's been over a year listening to us. I played Dagda, or a.k.a. Corey O'Reilly. Your favorite Irish mobster. I hope he's your favorite. (laughs) And I pass it on to my friend, the cop.
0: Oh, of course. And then last but certainly not least, to give their introduction spiel, is going to be Josh.
2: That's right. It's me again. It's Josh, a.k.a. MG Preacher. I still can't believe that this game is coming to an end for now. Oh, my God. This this game's been a roller coaster. But as you may know, I play Sergeant Friedrich Krupp, favorite hunk of hunk of German love. Friedrich is a police canine officer with a very adorable, loving Rottweiler canine companion. And besides being a canine officer, my missus is Cerberus, the three-headed guard dog of the Underworld.
0: Excellent. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, today is going to be the Fireside special. So what does that exactly mean? I am glad you asked. So this episode is going to be a little interesting because there's no set form of how we're going to do things, but we're just going to discuss as a group of how the season went, talk about some plot points if need be, and also allow my players to ask me any questions about everything that has transpired so far this season. And then, of course, we're gonna wrap up with some final thoughts before we sign off for season one. So and let's just get an
2: audience. Don't worry, we have our marshmallows.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of us do at least.
2: Alrighty, uh, so I've got a bag of Jolly Ranchers. I'm good.
0: Ooh, that actually sounds really good.
2: Any- <laughs> and they're all red. Ooh, very nice. Yeah.
0: Flavors. Sure, so go ahead, throw
2: throw Jolly Ranchers around the diabetic here.
0: Then again, not like, I care. What can I say? It has been a very fun season. I can't believe we actually made it, you guys. <laughs> I can't believe I hate to
1: say bad things about anyone, but I'm surprised
2: how this game went so far. Uh, Basically, audience, what he's saying is, I am surprised our cop here has not been shot. Stupid reasons. <laughs>
1: Uh, we kept on losing people <laughs> hey tis
0: the tis the way of life sometimes is sometimes irl stuff comes in between and honestly okay since you brought it up i guess you can go into it that was one of the more interesting factors over the course of the season is just the i don't want to say rotating door of players because we didn't really have too many We started initially at the beginning of this, we had four and then it was three for a bit. And then we had four again, went down to three and then it went down to two. But honestly, like, it didn't really hurt the story too much with people being in and out the way that they were going in as well.
1: Because that usually happens in these types of stories.
0: Usually, Now, of course, the personal side stories may take a hit because those are more players need to be here for that. But the overall case design and just the plot points in the main story, it doesn't really change that much. And I I think that's okay. And it worked out very well. Now, of course, I'm sad that we didn't get to keep everyone towards the end of this season. But for the most part, I think it's... We still told a really good story overall, despite the rotating doors of players, so to speak. Yeah, I'm going to say
1: this. Wait, did he what? delete his account? Echo,
0: I'm just gonna tell oh. you now. We don't need to. Just putting it out there.
1: Sorry, sorry. I was, I was gonna,
0: I was gonna say I'm grateful
1: for one of our players staying so long. My bad.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Like I said, IRL stuff kind of gets in the way sometimes, and it was a bummer for sure, but I am glad that we got, I'm glad we got the side stories that we did, and I'm grateful for everybody who stuck along for as long as they could, and then the two of you stuck it to the very end, so that's always a good thing. oh my goodness but honestly yeah you can basically boil down this campaign because it was divided into two so you had the main story which were usually the cases y'all were involved in but then some of the more fun and emotional moments came from the side stories where you guys had some downtime to explore the characters when they weren't in the middle of a case yes so let's just go ahead go to the bar oh my gosh (laughs) Y'all, we spent a lot of time in a variety of bars this season, whether it was from the Rift bar, the rambling route where we visited when we got information during the second case, or when Friedrich occupied the bar with Officer Dawes and Quinn and Quinn had a coyote ugly moment.
1: (laughs) Or Corey's bar, which he owns.
0: Or the time you you all went to the jazz lounge bar and had the fight with Martha Ellis, your banshee from the culprit from the first case. There was a lot of there was a lot of time spent in bars this season. <laughs> yeah, there was. It was it was it was really cool. Yeah, the bar and then you spent honestly, if we were to boil down the season, you spent a lot of time at the bars. You also spent a lot of time at the police precinct, too, for a variety of reasons. And then I would put the coroner's office as, like, the third most visited place. Uh, Also, as we're bringing up the police department, Ramirez, the
1: accidental creation. Jeez Louise,
0: that was the running joke this whole entire season. Was just, Officer Ramirez was just this one-time NPC, and then the players kind of hijacked him. And then he just popped up and... Yeah, he made his appearance everywhere. I refuse to let him
1: die. I refuse because I'm just like I hated. To, I wanted to. If you heard our last episode, you saw Ramirez's last appearance. Hey guys, how's it going? You got him good. We all just
0: wondering. walked
2: past him in silence.
0: Yeah, cause listen, it was heavy last episode. <laughs>
1: Ramirez doesn't know anything about this. No one told him on the radio to act sad. It's Oh, hey, you guys found the criminal. Good. Oh, I'm not very much of a peace person. Why are you, all your faces droopy?
0: Yeah, Ramirez was honestly Ramirez was great in terms of just having that. I guess comic relief, so to speak. That nice levity, especially between the more serious moments, which was a good time. But yeah, yeah. it honestly. It was so interesting, like, the cases were obviously, the cases n- didn't necessarily change from when I originally wrote them, but, oh boy, y'all pulled it out with those emotional moments this season, and there was a lot of them, and at one point, like, I had a few tears in my eyes.
2: The um, the feels hit me hard this last episode. Uh, oh, oh. oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so let's go for there. So let's talk about everybody's favorite feel moment that they had this season. Since it's still kind of fresh. Josh, thinking back on the entirety of the season, what were some of your feel moments that I want to say enjoy, but what were some f- feel moments for you that you liked as far as exploring your character, so to speak? Of course,
2: one was just this this last episode when Friedrich went to the uh, the cemetery to visit his parents again. And I'll say this for the listening audience, if you haven't listened to this podcast all the way through, to give a little bit of backstory, Friedrich pretty much grew up without his parents. He lost his parents at a fairly young age. He was about 16, 17-ish when he lost his parents. And... uh, so really the only thing he could do is because at that point he was too old to be put into any kind of foster care or orphanage, anything like that. So he started going to basically like training camps. And later on he went to a police academy to become a police officer in in Payntown. And that's also where he met his friends' officers, Gwen and Doss. Those have... That's pretty much the only family that he's got left. Of course, the other officers and the precincts and everything. As far as on a personal level, Quinnadas is like the only family he has left. But uh, besides the last episode of Friedrich returning to the cemetery to visit his parents, one other really emotional scene for me was... What started off is absolutely hysterical because Quiet Boy Quinn was going full coyote ugly. And it turned into a really serious moment because Friedrich is usually the strong, mostly silent type. I guess you could say he's quick in his demeanor. And when Friedrich had stepped out of that bar and he saw thus usually whenever he sees her she's in her police uniform but this time she was actually in formal attire she was in a dress she was ready for a date and things didn't turn out the way she was expecting so instead of going from this stoic and steadfast person he went to like and immediately he went into uh, how can i put it i don't want to say caretaker Either way, he showed a side that not a lot of people tend to see. He was letting Doss know that it's okay to show your emotions from time to time, and he's not the kind of person that would judge anybody for showing their emotions. He goes from this stoic and strong demeanor to immediately just shoulder to cry on. And I've got to say that's probably my favorite emotional scene when it comes to when it comes to Friedrich. And I won't say this scene was necessarily emotional, but one that I really enjoyed was the potluck.
0: Yeah, the potluck was really good and we'll get into that one in a little more detail. But Echo, what about you? What were some of your big feel moments from this past season?
1: For me, for Like, acting-wise, it was the potluck. Another one for me was, I can't remember their name because I can't see it because stuff happened. But I really liked that scene where they went to visit their sister.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. When Mac went to go visit his sister.
1: Yeah, Mac. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. Just tell you (laughs) how terrible I am.
0: Yeah, that was... Oof. That one was a powerful scene, too. And I'm not going to lie the
1: episode before the last one because I really did want to punch the man in the face.
0: Yeah, that conversation between Corey and his dad and also yeah, Dr. Drake also didn't help the situation either but yeah, so everything that happened with those two was, ooh, man. Let me tell it. Yeah, I will get into the detail because there's a method to my madness when it comes up with these npcs that i end up playing but before that
1: i am i I am i do not regret giving you the details about his father during this whole thing
0: oh of course like when you guys give me stuff i try to find a way to over time like introduce little aspects of it and just let the story unfold that way that it's been a really fun time doing that this season
1: Yeah, here's the thing. I thought I would have to bring in the father by doing like the whole stop
0: holding back and say, oh, he's back now. Oh, you just did that. I'm like, oh, no. I've been sitting on that one for quite a bit. But yeah, we'll talk about just that in a little bit. For me, granted, there was a lot of good moments this whole season. I think for me, my personal favorite, obviously the potluck. But for reasons that to go into more detail, like for me personally, towards the end of the potluck, like just having that monologue between Mrs. You and your guys's characters, like at that point when we recorded it, I started like channeling feelings because Mrs. You, as I had said when we were off camera, so to speak, and for the listening audience, you get a scoop on this. Mrs. You is was I based her off of my own grandmother. And it's been a it's been about a couple two three years since she passed away. And so as I was channeling Mrs. You, I was just like working through some feelings and some memories of my grandmother. And you could it, go back and listen to the episode. You can hear me like almost break down in tears as I'm giving this monologue. That one was very cathartic for me. What else? I really enjoyed playing out the date between Corey and his new love interest, Catherine. (laughs) That was a lot of fun in the park and all that kind of stuff. I think, though, my favorite, because there's been a lot of fun moments. I think my favorite emotional moment actually, I actually really enjoyed when we got that first flashback to Friedrich's life as we got to see a little bit of his childhood and dive deep into that, I think that was probably one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that yeah. was a pretty good moment. That was good. Yeah. And ooh, another good one too. Like I really liked the flashback of at the very beginning of the season, the flashback that Corey had of him and his wife, like having that flashback and talking about it before he was brought back to the present too. I was just like, Ooh, I'm, I'm like, opening, I did say this after the episode, opening a, that room a little bit early. Well, I see. Like, I felt like it, the way that the narrative was going, I was like, oh, you know oh, what? I feel like it's a good time to start exploring some side character stuff.
1: Oh, it did definitely fit. It's just, ooh.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, honestly, those were... I enjoyed a lot of the moments this season, but those are probably like my top three in no particular order. But not to say everything else that happened this season was not as impactful. Like Mac going to the graveyard was very impactful because I didn't know I didn't know that was going to go down. And so I'm just like letting it happen. I was like, ooh, that was really good. Everything this season was really good. The cases were a lot of fun to run you through. But yeah, the side and emotional moments were probably my favorite parts because it allowed you guys to explore your characters. And then it also allowed me to introduce aspects of your backstory that you gave me and just develop it along with you guys to see where it goes. I'm going to say this
1: as we're doing this. I talked to someone who was actually watching because I th- I thought it was a good idea. I'm going to bring it back to our last couple of episodes. This is the first time you have seen anyone actually deal with how we deal with the doctor. By not even fighting him, just taking him in with us without a fight
0: yeah let me tell you playing a maniacal doctor like that is it was very interesting because here's the thing so when i look at these npcs i was just like let's get into their brains and try to figure out what we want to do with everything i'm gonna say i had a really fun time playing dr drake just because of how absurd, in reality, his mantra and his theories are about the riffs and things like that. He's literally a—he's literally a mad genius, and so it's yeah. just like these grandiose things and this very academic language, and just the way that he talks. He's such a sleaze ball, and I loved every single minute of it because. You, <laughs> When you have an antagonist, you want to make like the way I was going for this antagonist. You you don't want to make. I didn't want to make Doctor Drake redeemable. I was like, you, he's a sleazeball. Y'all need to hate him. So let me ha- figure out how I can make him a sleazeball.
1: I and I swear, if there wasn't cops on the scene, the man would be dead. I Come know. I was gonna say, can't we just do the grim thing? Everyone take off their badges, gra- slowly drag him to the warehouse, and just execute him. Can't, can't no. We do but- that?
0: No cuz you the chief would not let you and as much as I and here's the thing though it's just like realistically like y'all want to take out Dr. Drake but like he, you can't kill him Yes I can you
1: I I've burned the mafia I have killed people before this is just another he, this is just another person who no one will remember
0: one day The problem is you have to contend with the chief like three trick in the crew might be a little Light might turn a blind eye, but Chief will not let you do that.
1: Chief's got a deal. With, the Chief's got money, m- much worse mythos to deal with than, than
0: little me. But, no, but you is- break the law and you get on his radar. Remember, the Chief knew everything about you because it's not the first time you encountered him, but he was willing to work with you because you had calmed down a little bit. But the chief still needs to uphold the law. So if you break it by killing someone, doesn't matter the reason he has to. Due diligence has to be has to happen. And it would just make it a lot harder for you, for Corey, to be able to continue working with the crew.
2: Yeah, it's a bit different. There's a bit of difference when you're dealing with the big guy himself. And the rest of your crew who has seen what this sleaze ball has done recently and will be like, yes, this floor seems to be made of floor.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like the three of you have seen what Dr. Drake did and potentially could do. And now, like I said, obviously, those three would wouldn't hesitate to turn a blind eye if that meant saved the world. The problem is that the chief would not allow you guys to do that, because even if he agrees with you, he as the upholders of the peace. You got to follow the letter of the law and everything. At least Friedrich, Quinn, and Daz do. Corey, does, c- Corey is obliged to do but he doesn't have to because he's not a cop. I was going to say,
1: there is a simple solution to this pro- to this problem, which I could have done, but it wouldn't have made sense with Corey in his mindset. I've,
0: well, done it, co- I've
1: done it before, I would have done it again. Get the hit squad ready. <laughs>
2: Friedrich and them are like, yes, there are certain rules and regulations we gotta follow. We gotta follow the rules of engagement. Meanwhile, Corey's, they more like guidelines. More like suggestions. <laughs> He's like Captain Barbosa. I'm forgetting what, what did I...
1: Ask? Literally the first episode, I'm like, guys, give me a second, I gotta call something off. Let's get <laughs> the hit squads off. We're good. And I really like the... Wait, why? You put a hit squad only if she did sketchy shit. Don't worry about it. And I got flack from that from the crew, which was great. It's, that made sense. I might be a criminal, but I did not order this hit. There, There is no proof that I did. And I am not saying that I did. I'm not saying if I she, did, but I'm not saying I did. <laughs> if you want to make me go ahead. There is no proof that I did such a thing, though.
0: Yeah, it was... I didn't know how the dynamic would go throughout the season because you had a cop, you had a construction worker, you had a former mobster. Like it was such a weird three, it was such a weird dynamic, but it blended so beautifully. Yes, it did. It blended so beautifully. And honestly, like I said, mixed with the investigative portions of the actual episodes and the side stories that we got to explore too. I have to say the growth of your guys' characters over the course of this season has been tremendous to watch. Because I didn't know where everybody was going to go with their character as we progressed and all the side stories happened. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing to watch.
1: I I want Corey to progress, but I'm trying to slow it down at the same time. Of course. Because my view on Corey is... He's already went through his journey. This is after his original journey to get to where, like, to where he is now. Sure, he's still growing. No one ever stops growing. Like, he's refinding love. He's finding his, like, he's refinding his worth again in some ways. Oh, yeah. But, like, him knowing what the city is, no one ever, he's already done that. He's been through the ringer, as they say. He knows how Mm -hmm. the city works. At least on the myth side, that's where his life has mostly been affected by. Both, bef- both when he was asleep and now that he's awakened.
0: Yeah, it's it was interesting, and then for Friedrich, too, it was so much fun watching where your character Josh ended up going, like during the downtimes and the like, all that good jazz.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was.
0: Oh, my goodness. But so there's we basically just short versioned everything that went down and we talked about some of our favorite moments, but I'll open it to you two. As your master of ceremonies, I always love to give players an opportunity to ask questions or get my thoughts on certain decisions that were made in the story. So I open it to you guys for a quick Q&A. You guys have any questions for me? I know it's open-ended <laughs> as say, far say, as what you can ask. Same for me if you got any questions here.
1: so We'll say this last episode. I was half tempted to have, during the whole talk with the chief and Corey, I was half tempted to say Corey pulls out a gun and aims it at him to ask the questions. Oh wow! Okay. As I said, yeah. Corey, Cory was a powder can about to explode.
0: That is true. I'm surprised that you didn't. <laughs> I am surprised I didn't pull. Like, I is
1: he telling the truth that he didn't know all the spooky experiment shit was going down? I
0: need to no know out of character. Right. Yeah, like I said, Doctor Drake is a sleaze ball, and like I. I I understand why everybody would be better off like offing him, so to speak. But at the same time, he did give a little bit of an insight because y- y'all have the group has bigger problems now because now Ooh. they have to deal with somebody called the Snow Queen.
1: <laughs> and we have to deal with a mass murderer and the Fisher King.
0: Yeah. So right now, those three <laughs> things. Yeah, those three things are taking precedent because you have the Snow Queen you have Corey's dad, who's this mass murderer. And then you also have somebody called the Fisher King.
1: Oh, shit. And now the group knows something else about Corey's dad, which we forgot to say in the actual episode.
0: Ooh, why don't you say it here? <laughs>
1: because you said like they had their whole conversation. I believe part of the thing that was recorded, if I'm remembering correctly, they now know that Corey's wife was forced awakened by him and they also now know she that this is the person who Corey says there's only one way to stop someone who no longer has any humanity left they now know the, the connection
2: oh that's
0: right
1: or directly
0: Ooh, yeah so Corey's dad is going to be a big problem down the line So that's interesting, which actually (laughs) leads me to what I forgot to mention. I think one of my other favorite moments was when we got the flashback of Corey without his powers when he was younger in that whole scene with his dad.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. And the touchy subject.
0: That was bananas. Uh, Because I wasn't expecting to go there, but it did. I was like, ooh.
1: uh, I'm allowed to. Okay. I have thought about that type of stuff a lot in my life. I will not lie here and there. I never go through with it. And I'll never go through with it because I know what I'm worth.
0: Of course. But, and like, it gave insight as to why Corey doesn't like his dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's even more of a touchy subject, the whole suicide thing. Because I know I've experienced if someone takes their life, it is painful because as the son, I don't know... You you sometimes blame yourself, and I still do sometimes to this day.
0: Oh yeah, and like when we recorded that episode, like before we even jumped into it, like I gave that little trigger warning because sometimes it can be a touchy subject. And honestly, that whole short back, like flashback, so to speak, it gave us insight as to Cory without his powers. That his dad is a complete asshole. His dad is a psychopath. <laughs> And his dad was not the nicest person, and the kind of environment that Corey had to grow up in before his powers, it lends credence as to why somebody like Corey would choose to join the mob when he got older. Okay, and I forgot, I don't know, I don't know if if I'm
1: forgetting this, or if we just made him, because um, I, originally, I just made a mass murderer. I don't know if you added him to the Irish Mafia or something
0: like that, I can't remember. Or is he just like a free agent? So it wasn't an he said, but you're, Corey's a dad is like a free agent deal type of thing. He's like a hitman for hire, so to speak. He works with whoever pays the most for him. But he also has the tendency to just do what he wants anyways, too. So it's, I love how, I love it's crazy. They
1: share that one trait. They do whatever the hell they want
0: yeah but I also feel that Corey hasn't hit that point yet yes he's willing to do what needs to be done but even if it's just a tiny bit Corey in my eyes still has a, be- a little bit of his morality and a hu- humanity and the only reason he does yeah. is his two daughters without them if anything were to happen to them I think Corey would go off and snap
1: oh most definitely
0: Corey's daughters are the t- only are the two people who have or like the last string that keep Corey attached to his humanity. If anything happened to them, that cord would snap.
1: As, as I put it, they are the anchor point.
0: Yes, they are the anchor point for Corey. Just like Daz and Quinn are the anchor point for Friedrich, especially since he doesn't have his parents anymore. That listen, Josh, when you revealed that fact in the little flashback and they were dead, like I teared up a little bit. I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're torturing the man. But it was a good thing because I was like, okay, because Dawes and Quinn were just going to be NPCs to help you. And then as we continued on with the game, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make them Friedrich's friends because he needs an anchor point since his parents aren't here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also, man,
0: okay, it was crazy.
1: Uh, also, I'm mostly going to say why Corey did drinks. Hmm. Keeping an eye on everyone. Of course. Because like, he knows Friedrich's problem of he just became a rat it is hard to control the beast.
0: <sighs> yeah, no or doubt. A,
1: he does he doesn't know what happened in the car ride or what happened there because he needs to unwind quickly and make sure one, the dolls are okay. Two, I'm gonna need a drink before before I do before everyone else arrives while I cook.
0: Yeah. It... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a r- yeah. it was rough. This whole entire season, all your characters had peaks and valley. Like, it was interesting because like throughout the first case, everybody just worked together and everything was going pretty all right. And then once we jumped into the second case, it stayed the same. But then once y'all finished visiting the apartments and Daz and Corey had that little verbal spat... Like, the dynamic shifted a little bit and it opened the door for more characters to explore uh, some stuff that needed to be
1: explored. I just find it funny. If it wasn't for Mac, I think it was still Captain Truck and how it was. That green lipstick is what sealed our fate.
0: That green lipstick was insane.
2: Mac just what? I was like, what are you doing? Just find it
1: funny. The green lipstick is what caused the fight between Daz and Corey. Not that you know the hit squad or him being a criminal. No, the lipstick and how he talked to the person.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm. We knew that Daz. N- everybody knows of Corey's reputation, and Daz had such a deep seated, like. Not a propensity to not liking Corey, but then we found out why later is because Corey's dad, who was responsible for the fire all those years ago, like it was there was a reason why, and then when it got revealed as to why, so it's just like, let's just do this, which is also something I just decided to do just because.
1: <laughs> also, funnily enough, I'm like, I had a dumb idea, I never told you it because I'm like. This was Corey before the powers, and we even stated that with the fire flashback. If we didn't state that with the... If he had the back bi- during the fire flashback, I would have said there was a 50-50 chance of him starting the fire, if there was. Oh, boy. Because here's the thing. That would be Corey... Over, overconfident Corey when he first got the back, because he's like, I finally have something to do. So he would not... So the fire, he might... Accidentally caused or purposely caused to get the upper hand against his father if he had the map, but he didn't. So I'm like, accidentally on purpose. <laughs> it's either he like knocks over a lamp by accident or he purposely like lights it to try to light the fire to hurt his father. One of the two. But since you yeah. said, but since we said you did, not I'm like, when you brought up the whole thing, like, no, you started the fire. I'm like, there's not going to be a quiver in his voice or anything for that stuff. Because that was weak him, so he knows what he's done.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was a thing. And I just decided to do it. I was like, let's see where this goes. And honestly, like, it worked out very well. But now, now we see which ide-
1: ideology wins first people change or people don't change?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this game has been so much fun to run just because I personally was interested in running a City of Mist game just because of who doesn't love a good like mystery type of game that is also filled with you accessing abilities or mythological beings, which is a lot of fun. But I really enjoyed just the way that collaboratively the narrative panned out. And there were a lot of moments where you guys gave me information about your characters, and then I knew I wanted to use some of it. But it was just so effortless introducing these things because you guys were awesome in letting and just rolling with the story and just letting everything progress so naturally. It was it was so beautiful. Yes. Yes, Chef's kiss. Yes, it was chef's kiss.
1: I I want to do this again for season three. We'll see if we get you'll see if we come back in season three. I
0: hope I'm hoping so, too. At the same time, we have a whole at the time of this recording. It is the end of 2022. So we have a whole year before season three comes back.
1: We are literally almost two hours away from New Year, at least where I'm from.
0: Yeah, so so it, it is current at the time of this recording. It is New Year's Eve. Which is December thirty first, two thousand twenty two, and we are at the time of this recording about two hours away from everybody on the west on the east coast, I should say, where it would officially be midnight, thus bringing in twenty twenty three. And then these two lovable gentlemen have decided to spend part of their New Year's Eve with me to finish up our nights of our season one story for Nights of Pain Down, because we love yes. you that much. Well, I love you been- guys too. I love you guys
1: too, but I just wanted to complete the story. Don't worry, we all I did. Mean, <laughs> we were pushed back so much. We were. Listen, uh, like I be said, we we barely got we barely got our standards covered for this.
0: People, <laughs> uh, it's a sad but ugly truth. Of course, and like I said, real life, and as you, my players know, and as the rest of the vibe tribe peeps know. I work full time for a living and my job as a teacher requires a lot for me. So sometimes IRL life does come as I love doing this, but IRL life sometimes needs to come before this. And that's why we push this back a lot because of work related stuff. And then I was sick for a little bit, which was horrible, but at the same time we're here and we got to finish the season one out proper.
1: Yes. This, it is funny that this
0: one got pushed back the most out of all of them that I know. Actually, we record we recorded more episodes for this game than any of my other games, but that's okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yes.
2: Wow. Okay. Uh, I find Consist- that weird.
0: Consistent. consistency Wise. This was the most consistent game. Other than a few times we met every single time and we recorded every single time
1: really okay i guess i'm
2: wrong sorry people
1: it's all good i I guess i just have a terrible memory i'm not
0: gonna
2: lie it did seem like this one it felt like it got pushed back the most but i guess it didn't
0: maybe towards the end it did because usually when november hits is when things get really busy at school because you have thanksgiving then you have all the holiday stuff at my job and then you have me being sick on top of that too
2: Yeah, that makes
0: sense. But usually, for me personally, it's November, December, and then the spring, March, April, and May tend to get really busy too because spring is usually when all the final stuff begins to start hitting and then May is just a nightmare because May is like the last official month for students to for their final exams and things like that. And then my... Because at that time, it also gets busy, too, because eighth grade then starts prepping to check out for the school year and then graduation happens for them. It gets really busy during the spring. But regardless, all the mishaps and the reschedules, we made it to the end of season one. And this has been a journey to say the least. Oh, yeah. So I guess. Go ahead.
1: This has been a great show. Hopefully we will come back in season two. And hopefully more people like me will play dual characters. <laughs> like an actual play production. Because I play, because I'm joking, because of Hamilton, I've recently seen it. Where Lafayette yet is also played by Thomas Jefferson. They're the same person. <laughs> and it took me up until I saw the actual show for the second time to figure that out. People, yes, my mind works weirdly. I can figure out some things instantly and be a detective whiz cop. In other days, I you ask me a question, I won't figure it out. It took me re, re, from hearing about Magnus Chase all the way up to about a week ago to figure finally figure out Percy Jackson spoil, spoilers. By the way, Magnus Chase <laughs> is Annabeth's cousin. It took me. A ridiculous long time to actually figure that out, and I'm like, "Wait, they're cousins." <laughs> it's,
2: just, it's all right. Just it a- took me from the okay, the the Matrix movies. The first time I've seen it, I was probably oh. 12 years old, and it didn't take me until about maybe four years ago, five at the most to realize that it was Keanu Reeves that played Neo, same the same guy that played John Wick. Keanu that, or, yeah, I don't I I don't know how... T- if your name's not John Smith, I don't know how to pronounce your name, so...
0: Yeah, Keanu Reeves. <laughs>
2: Keanu? Keanu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if by yeah, some chance you're listening, do not come after me. I do not wish to die.
0: Listen, if we ever... If Keanu Reeves wants to join us in any game, that would be hilarious, but... We <laughs> we'll start
2: somehow make a John Wick tabletop RPG.
0: <laughs> that would yeah, be hilarious.
2: No, <laughs> that would be no. dope. Yes, it
1: would. Let's buy the Avatar one and have him be the Avatar.
0: That yeah. would be amazing. But we'll get... We'll, that, we'll put that on our list of goals that we're going to have.
1: Keanu, we used to play the Avatar.
0: That would be amazing. But yeah, as we begin to wrap up, Echo, you gave your final thoughts. Josh, what are your some of your final thoughts on this whole entire season of Knights of Pain Town? Like I said in my
2: introduction, this game has been an absolute roller coaster. And... I am here for it. I love everything about this. And on on top of that, Mikey, you gave us all a grandma figure in this game. And if anything was to ever happen to her, we would riot.
0: Listen, like, I always make make it a point in all my games to have some sort of, like, anchor point for the party in case anybody needs to go to them for whatever reason. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I have loved this game, this whole season one production. I loved everything about this, and the fact that I have been here for this entire thing is absolutely nuts. Mikey, you know this for a fact. I came into Vibe Tribe here with literally no tabletop RPG experience whatsoever, and then next day, now, I'm volunteering for six different games.
1: Aren't, aren't you forgetting? the only Even when I, ever, I... I got I here in the Five Drive is because I spent 200 bucks getting all the Knights of Paintdowns, all the City of Mist stuff, and I needed to find a game, and I just found the post by Mikey. I'm like, eh, sure. And then I got dragged into this whole podcast thing because I wasn't paying attention to... What I purchased and what I joined.
2: I didn't expect to be put in podcasts when Mikey invited me. I thought it was literally just gonna be us hopping here on Discord and playing the games. I didn't realize we were gonna be recorded and everything. And I'm just like, What? This is life. This is my life now. Yep.
1: Same here. Mikey just listen, if you ever see Mikey post about game stuff. No, it's being recorded. Don't just think. Oh, it's for a rare D anD D game. Doesn't add that part if I'm remembering correctly. So be careful.
0: Don't what you're taking into. Read your contracts. As if we're actually a corporation. Now, I will make it. I will make a point of to clarify some things. I did say that these were going to be actual play podcasts, which means that they were going to be recorded. So I did mention that. But it's all good.
1: <laughs> and to be fair, I didn't know what his actual play was at the time, so... Yeah. yeah. I, I just jumped into the rabbit hole, never looked back. Not...
2: Alice. Now got... <laughs> and thus Alice jumped into the rabbit hole, knowing full well she does not know how on Earth she will come back.
1: <laughs> yep. Yes, everyone. If you'd like to see me in Preacher again in Season 2, I would recommend The Hunt of... Hunt for Glory, where we both play Space Marines. Don't know what they are, we just know we're Space Marines. I fix
2: things. This is
1: the extent of my knowledge. I heal people. That is the extent of my knowledge.
0: <laughs> he heals people, I heal tools. You guys are a hoot. But, okay, so then I guess I'll give my final thoughts and then do some housekeeping and then the, the, we'll, we'll sign off. So, yeah... I think for me, this game has been an absolute joy and just like looking back at this whole year, not just this game, but all of the season one games, shameless plug, if you haven't already go check those out too, they're a great time. But honestly, where we started versus where we ended up now, I'm so proud of every single game. I'm proud of all my players that were a part of these games this past year and telling these incredible stories. They are amazing And I was just happy to be able to tell some fun stories with some cool friends of mine. This game means a lot to me, too, because it'll let me explore a lot of the detective stuff that I love and get to experience. So this was a grand time. I really enjoyed it. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank my players and I thank the listening audience for joining us on this journey. Before we sign off for season one for Knights of Paint Town to do some housekeeping real quick, as Preacher, as Josh and Echo here have mentioned, they are a part. Both of them are in the same game that is happening in season two at the time of this episode coming out. We will already be in the midst of recording. And you can expect all these amazing games to be released to you in March of 2023. So really quickly to go over everything that we got. For season two, we have seven brand new actual play podcast games that are coming out with an amazing cast of individuals. We have a lot of new faces that are a part of this. So you're going to hear some amazing people. And we also have some returning members from season one that are also a part of this as well. So really quickly to go over the schedule, we have seven brand new actual play podcast games, as well as three uh, pop culture podcasts as well, which I will go over in a little bit. So for the new games on Sundays, we have Call of the Deep Season 2. So we just wrapped up Season 1 with the finality of what we currently recorded, which will be coming out to you in a couple of weeks. But we will shortly begin recording season two. So join our lovable losers of the Scorch Shield to see what kind of mischief they can get up to as they try to save the world from impending doom. In addition, on early, su- we are saps. Yeah. Party. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. And then one of the first brand new games that is coming out on Sundays is Tavern Tales. So I'm taking inspiration from my favorite s- novels And books and things like that as you join my cast of players as we go through them discovering adventure, learning a lot about themselves, and also helping out individual as they navigate their way of living in a tavern and trying to pay that rent. It is... It is going to be a good time. I have some amazing people. Stay tuned to all the social medias for the announcement of the cast. It's going to be amazing. On Mondays, we have The Hunt for Glory, which is a Death Watch actual play podcast, which is set in the world of Warhammer 40K. It is going to be run by the amazing Mikel. You can follow him all over the social medias at Spock Ranger on the TikToks. It is a great time. And you can find Echo and Josh here in said games. Also, alternating between that on Mondays is also going to be The Divergence, which is a cultural awareness podcast that is coming out shortly where three dudes talk about TTRPGs, the issues of diversity, all that kind of stuff. It is a great time. On Tuesdays, we have A Walk Among Gods, which is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast led by the one and only Moss from Friday Night Fame and the Academy as well join his players as they go through a homebrew world set and inspired by greek mythology and put on the big boy pants because it's going to be a game where optimization is key power gaming is accepted and expect your characters to die a lot so it is going to be a hoot it's about to get real yeah Also on Tuesdays is season two of the Academy. So join back up with our lovable group of adventurers as they try to save the world and try to also make sure that they don't cause any chaos as they visit the various cities trying to complete the missions that are assigned to them. So it is going to be a great time for sure. On Wednesdays, we have The Crystal City, which is run by our one and only Papariku, a.k.a. Chris, as he leads players through the Radiant Citadel adventure module from Dungeons & Dragons. And come join if you like coziness, homeliness, and just overall good adventures with a lot of heart. Alternating on Wednesdays is also going to be Brave New Wild, which is a game I'm running using the Junior Braves of the Apocalypse TTRPG join as my players take on the roles of preteen or teenage boy scouts. They come home from a camping trip to learn that their town, as well as the rest of the world, has been changed, and watch to see how they navigate the world of zombies, crappy adults, and trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. It's I've going to be a good this. this it's i'm so excited for this i would like to be one of the crappy adults we'll figure it out but th- it's gonna be a hoot on fridays you have neon memories which is also a game ran by me using the light-hearted 80 magicals ttrpg book think of what happens when you take weird science the breakfast club and you put it in and say by the bell but it's at a community college Where everything that you could possibly think of that could possibly cause stress, which is like magical relationships, final exams, craziness, taxes. taxes. Watch as I lead a group of players navigate the world of a magical community college set in an alternate neon filled 80s world. There's going to be some laughs. There's going to be some cries. Also, it is going to be the gayest thing ever. And it's going to be a hoot. It is I have such an amazing cast. That one's gonna be a lot of fun. And then of course, rounding out the actual play games is Duskvale on Saturdays ran by me using Monster of the Week. I'm excited for this game too. Watch as I lead my players through the small little quaint town in Washington Donut's Duskvale as they come to terms with the secrets that monsters and magic have to be and see what kind of shenanigans they get into. Those that game's, game's gonna
1: Dude, does this one finally have computers in the internet?
0: It's said in modern time, of course it is.
1: <laughs> the joke is, Buffy well, the Vampire Slayer, if no one gets it. <laughs>
0: oh my <laughs> goodness. It's a good time.
2: I'm going to, I'm going to say this right here, right now. If you ever need somebody to, even if it's just hop in for one or two episodes to fill in a spot. Same hey, here. You know me, I'm here for you, buddy.
0: Of course, I know I will keep you guys in mind, but I'm excited to lead a lot of my new folks through. So this is going to be a joy. And then, of course, rounding off all the season two stuff, you already know about the divergence. But you also we also have the season two of Unprofessional Development Podcast, where me and three other teacher friends of mine that I got to know over TikTok, the four of us get together and we talk about the education system. And we just make fun of each other and we just have a grand old time. So if you want to be entertained and educated at the same time, check out season two of Unprofessional Development. And then, of course, launching in a couple of weeks is the revival of the Biconics Wrestling Podcast. Join me and three other co-hosts as we talk about wrestling. We review the pay-per-views. We talk about some of our favorite wrestling moments and we just We're just wrestling nerds. Come join for grown adults like nerd out about professional wrestling. All things W.E.A.E.W. Impact, New Japan, stardom, all that good stuff. It is a great time to be had. And that is just with season two. We're already in the process of also planning out season three, but more information will come out about that towards the end of the year. But make sure you stay tuned for all the updated stuff when episodes are released. More information of the cast members because we got some good people to be a part of this stuff and just overall stay up to date of everything because we got a lot of stuff going down in 2023 but with the house
1: go ahead before housekeeping is over i got one last question what's up where's the
0: rocket launcher you know what that is an excellent question (laughs) the rocket launcher did not make it its appearance this year and that's fine (laughs)
2: it's still working on the requisition forms
0: Yeah, I was like, we did not get approved in time.
1: I had to bring the joke back one last time.
0: Yes, where are the rocket launchers? We didn't make it, like, the forms were not filled out in time. It was, yeah, I'm like... Ramirez
2: was slacking on the paperwork.
0: Ramirez slacked it. How dare he? I'm only the god of messages. I'm not the god of
1: paperwork.
0: But, yeah... The rocket launchers, Ramirez messed up the paperwork. That's why I didn't get in on time. It's crazy. But that is going to end all the housekeeping. And thus, that also ends our fireside for season one of Knights of Painting. From the bottom of my heart and from my players as well, I am truly grateful to everyone who tuned into this journey. And don't worry, we will be back eventually. I don't plan to not continue this story. It's just y'all got to be patient. But in the meantime, make sure you try out some of the other season one games that we had this year. We had Dead, we had Red Harvest, which is Deadlands Noir. Friday Night Fights using the Worldwide Wrestling TTRPG. You can Man, catch up with season to
1: more of me. as as i explored the world of wrestling as the manager because i don't actually pay attention to wrestling yes which which i get flagged for from all the from the time for the other guys which is completely fair
0: yes you can also yeah make sure to check that out you could also catch up on season one of the academy and call of the deep as well you can also catch Probl- and then the last game you could catch up with is Furosato, legend- using the Legend of the Fire Rings TTRPG. I am so proud of that game at the time of this recording. I was contacted this morning to find out that Furosato has been named in the top 10 RPG, TRPG actual play podcast of 2022 from Miskatunk Podcasts on the Internet. So i like to thank them for shouting us out, for following our story, and including us in their top 10. So I am super proud of my cast for that one, because without it's only because of them that story is possible, just like it is for all my other games. But it is bittersweet. We do have to say goodbye for now. But once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much for tuning in to City of Mist to the Knights of Pain Town actual play podcast using City of Mist. And as always, from me, Josh, and Echo, and all of us from the Vibe Tribe, until next season, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until Season 2, y'all. We'll catch you later. We'll meet again.
2: (laughs) And from everybody's favorite, The German Love,
0: Goodbye, everyone, and we'll see you in season two.